open your Bibles again to Matthew chapter 5. That was good. I appreciate the song and uh, the work on it. That was a blessing. Open your Bibles again to Matthew 5. And in a few minutes, we're going to look at a passage of Scripture in the book of Luke in chapter 12. And then uh, we're going to look at a passage of Scripture in the book of Galatians chapter 5. In Matthew chapter 6, so four different times you're going to turn uh, to passages of Scripture very close to one another. And I want you to follow along as I preach the message this morning, enjoying all of God's blessings. Enjoying all of God's blessings. My text is verse number 45. Here's the text, that ye may be the children of your Father which is in heaven. Now notice this phrase, for he maketh his son to rise on the evil and on the good, and sendeth rain on the just and on the unjust, enjoying all of God's blessings. Heavenly Father, I pause to pray, not because I am required to or have it, but I do hunger for the power of the Holy Spirit, understanding I'm not giving a speech from the mind of a man, but I'm giving a truth from the eternal word of God. I don't want to limit that truth by my flesh. And so I ask, Lord, that you would help me, that I would be crucified in the flesh, and Lord, the Holy Spirit would speak through me as I preach this morning. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Let me give you the context of our text verse this morning. The subject of our text passage this group of verses is Jesus is teaching us not just to love one another, but to love others, even our enemies. That's what he's telling us to do, to those that do good to them. But he said, I want you to do good even to those that are not good to you. And I want you to notice what he says in verse number 44, but I say unto you, Love your enemies. Now he goes into detail. Bless them that curse you. You don't curse back. You bless back for cursing. Now, now, now this is Christianity 400. All right? It's not bonehead Christianity. Uh, this is not freshman math here. This is, this is advanced Christianity, and that's what he's telling us here. Uh, bless them that curse you. And then he says, do good to them do good to them that hate you and pray for them which despitefully use you and persecute you. Now he tells them, I want you to do this because it's what I do. Jesus said, this is what I do. This is what I have done. And I'm glad that he did because the Bible said he loved us while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Christ didn't die for his sons, he died for sinners. Christ didn't die for those that loved him. He died for those that did not know him and had no desire to know him. Our flesh is always satisfied in itself, always satisfied in its sin, but God loved us when we were yet sinners. He died for us. He died in our place. What if nobody would have received Christ as their Savior? He still loved us enough to die for you whether you receive him or not. Now that's love and he said that is the standard. That's what I want you to follow and I want you to love your enemies as I have. 
And then he gives an illustration of how God loves even those that do not love him. And he says this, I cause the sun to rise on the just and the unjust. I cause the sun to rise on the good and the evil. He said, I send right with those that are evil. God said, I give them life. I give them love, not just those that care for me. By the way, God in times of judgment has shown us that he can make it rain in one place and make it dry in another place. God can send famines. God is in control of the sun. God is in control of the rain. But generally speaking, he says, the sun rises on everyone alike and the rain falls on everyone alike. Hence, every man can enjoy many of God's blessings whether he is saved or not. He can enjoy the blessings of God whether he receives him as his Savior or not. Sadly, many folks in our world are satisfied with those blessings that God gives because of the sun, God gives because of the rain, and they're satisfied with that to the place they never realize that there are spiritual blessings that are worth far more than the material blessings that everybody can enjoy. Are you with me this morning? Now I want you to take your Bibles and I want you to go to the book of Luke in chapter 12. Uh, Luke in chapter 12. And I want you to notice here the story of a man uh, who is evidently a man who has worked very hard. This man has taken advantage of God's sunshine and God's rain that he sends on the just <clears throat> and the unjust that he sends on the good and he sends on the evil. Uh, those are laws that are in place for all man and here's a fellow that has taken advantage of that and uh, he has enjoyed the benefits of it. Notice what he says in verse 16 and Jesus is telling this story. And he spake a parable unto them, saying, The ground of a certain rich man brought forth plentifully. Now it did because he sowed the seed. He did the work and it brought forth plentifully. And he thought within himself, saying, What shall I do because I have no room where to bestow my fruits? And he said, This will I do. I will pull down my barns and build greater. And there will I bestow, thou hast much goods laid up for many years. Take thine ease, eat, drink, and be merry. Look at verse 20. But God said unto him, thou fool. Now he wasn't a fool because he worked hard. He wasn't a fool because he was successful in his work. He wasn't a fool because he was going to tear down his barns and build greater barns. He was taking advantage of God's goodness to everybody in this world. He's not a fool because he tore down one barn and built one that was greater because he wanted to house the blessings that he had. Why was he a fool? Look at verse number 20. But God said unto him, Thou fool, this night thy, thy soul shall be required of thee, then who shall those things be which thou hast provided? All of this stuff that you've earned, who are you going to leave it with because tonight is your night of death. It is your appointment with death. Look at verse 21. 
so is he. Now he makes application to us. So is he that layeth up treasure for himself. Now there's no sin in that. In fact, the Bible teaches us to do that. The Bible teaches us to work, to earn, to save, to live within our means. But this man wasn't a fool because he worked hard. He was a fool because he never thought about his eternity. Notice what the Bible says. So is he that layeth up treasure for himself and is not rich toward God. Now here's a man that enjoyed some of God's blessings. The Bible said, I make the sun to rise. He said, I'll make the sun to rise just on those that believe in me. I love all of mankind. I created the whole world. The whole world is in my hand. I'm not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. He sends the sun. He sends the rain. And God blesses them. And some are satisfied to be here. But I want to tell you, there's more to God's blessings than just those things. God are you to enjoy both that and this in his will. If we're not careful, we will let this satisfy us to the place that we say, boy, this Friday I'm going to retire. And God said, I hate to tell you this, but this Friday is your appointment with death. And you haven't prepared for death. Now what are you going to do? He was a fool, not because he worked hard. He was a fool, not because he saved. He was a fool because he didn't take time to see all that God has for him. He was a fool because he rejected or he neglected caring for his eternity. He neglected caring and enjoying the spiritual blessings of God. He enjoyed God's laws of nature. He enjoyed God's laws of sowing and reaping. Doesn't matter who you are. You plant corn, you're going to reap corn. You plant corn, you're going to reap more corn than you planted. You plant a lot of corn, you're going to reap a lot of corn. That's God's laws of sowing and reaping. It's a, it's a wonderful thing how God multiplies. By the way, God is a multiplier. Satan is a devourer. He takes what we have. God says, if you'll take what you have, you some of it is seed, I'll multiply what you have. God is a multiplier. This man took advantage of God's laws of nature, of God's laws of sowing and reaping. However, he did not take advantage of the blessings he could have received from the Lord had he obeyed God's perfect law of liberty. He could have enjoyed all of God's blessings. He could have had it all. However, he chose just some of God's blessings. Now, sometimes we get God's laws and God's blessings confused. Some think if they get saved, become a child of God, that God supplies them with all blessings of life, from salvation to wealth or prosperity. However, that's not true. It is not true. You can't, you're not going to increase what you have by just being a good Christian. Nor are you going to increase, increase the spiritual blessings by just working hard. You know what the Bible's telling us? I have a lot for you and I want you to enjoy all of it. Don't take one to the neglect of the other. Don't think obedience to one is going to give you the blessings of the other. Look at the truth of God's word. Look at what I have for you and how I love you. And I want you to receive and enjoy all good and the evil. Any man can enjoy the blessings and benefits of God's laws of nature and God's laws of sowing and reaping. The harder you work, the luckier you get. That's what one fellow said to another. You're just lucky. He said, I, that may be true. The harder I work, the luckier I am. God blesses hard work. 
Now, I want to say this morning to a working bunch of people, you folks work for a living. I know that. Uh, you work hard, and that's a wonderful thing. Uh, but if we're not careful, we will think that just because we work hard, we get to enjoy the spiritual blessings of God, and that's not true. There are some things that we need to work as hard to receive of God's spiritual blessings as we do to work and provide for our families and meet the needs and obey God's will when it comes to work and character. Take your Bibles and go to the book of Galatians chapter 5. Galatians chapter 5. God wants you to enjoy all of his blessings. Uh, there are some folks who think, well, if I take some of my material wealth and I give it to God, then he'll give me some spiritual blessings. Now, God will bless your life, and he said, I'll bless your giving, but you're not going to get spiritual blessings unless you work to receive those spiritual blessings. Now, I'm saying to a group of folks, if you're not careful, you get so busy, you get so busy, you'll, you'll rate the spiritual blessings very low, the material blessings very high. You get those out of balance, and you won't enjoy either one of them. Uh, can I tell you, when I preach that funeral Friday and any funeral that I preach, the most comforting thing I can say is they received Christ as Savior. They were a child of God. Uh, friend, it would not comfort the family. They lost their soul and died and went to hell. Wouldn't be worth that. I want you to notice what the Bible says to Christians in Galatians chapter 5, and we'll look at verse number 16. Verse number 16. This I say then, walk in the Spirit. Now, that's not as difficult as it may seem. It may sound mysterious to walk in the Spirit. It doesn't mean to float around and, and uh, just walk uh, mysteriously. Walking in the Spirit means to simply uh, walk in the light or walk in the way of God. That's all it means, is to walk in the way of God. In other words, I'm not going to go anywhere. The Holy Spirit wouldn't go in. Uh, wouldn't go. He's not just the Spirit. He's the Holy Spirit would go. So walking in the Spirit is not some mysterious walk. It's just a matter of obedience to the way of God. Now here's what he said. Walk in the Spirit and you shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. For the flesh lusteth against the Spirit and the Spirit against the flesh and these are contrary the one to the other so that you cannot do the things that you would. We can't do everything we want to do. If I did what I wanted to do, I'd have had a Cinnabon with uh, uh, pecans on top of it right after two biscuits and gravy this morning. But I didn't. I had a sorry apple and a, and a bottle of water, and I'm hungry too, and I can't wait for lunch. Uh, and uh, I, I can't do what I want to do. And we can't. We can't do what we want to do. And what he's saying here, you can't follow the flesh. You have to follow the spirit. Do right, do right. That's what he's saying to do. Now go down to verse number 22. But the fruit of the spirit, fruit is a result of a tree. <clears throat> In this case, it's a result of a behavior. Fruit is the result of a behavior. The fruit of the spirit is this, love. You can't buy that on Amazon. They're out of stock. You can't buy love there. Notice this. In the heart, joy. Joy is not just happiness or a smile. Joy is contentment in the heart and soul. Love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, temperance, Against such there is no law. 
There's no limitation. There's no speed limit. There's no limitation on these things. He said if you'll walk in the spirit, you can have these things. I want to tell you something, dear friend. But when, when you visit folks like I do and you talk to folks like I do who are coming down to their final months or final weeks or final days of life, uh, it doesn't matter where you work or what you accomplished. A former police officer and a narcotics agent and uh, was a good man, was a good police officer. He got cancer. It was an aggressive cancer. It was an aggressive cancer. And, and, and it was obvious. It was taking his strength and taking his body. Now, now, he was a gym rat. He went to the gym every single day. I mean, nobody could stay up with him. He was strong. He was fast. But when cancer came, nothing mattered. Here's the way he talked about it. Preacher, I want to have peace with God. How do I make peace with God? It was simple. You have to understand that we've all sinned, and sin separates us from God. And the wages of sin is death. But Jesus gave his son to pay your sin debt for you. And if you receive Christ's payment as, and receive him as your Savior, receive his payment for your sin, he'll give you eternal life. That's what the Bible says. He prayed and he received Christ as his personal Savior. His friends came to visit him. Lots of police officers. And they're, they're a strong and a good family. Uh, they stand with one another. And as they would come and talk to him, he would tell them, I have peace with God. He, he, he didn't say to his wife, uh, go get those medals and show these fellows. I want them to see those. No. What meant something to him, he had peace with God. And I want to tell you something, this, this rich young fool that Jesus talked about in this parable, he worked hard and he received the blessings of his work because God causes the sun to rise on the just and the unjust and he sends rain on the good and the evil. And he said, you ought to love others, not just your friends, but even your enemies. But then we come to Luke chapter 12 and we find this fellow, he has worked hard and he has all of this provided but he hadn't thought about the spiritual blessings. Now I want to say this morning, God wants us to enjoy all of it. He wants you to enjoy all of it. He teaches us, yes, you ought to work hard. In fact, he is so strong in that has denied the faith and is worse than an infidel, one that doesn't even believe in God. I'm supposed to work. Ah, but folks, don't get so busy that you don't spend time and effort on purpose making sure you have the spiritual blessings of God and you'll walk in the spirit that we can have the love, the joy, the peace, the gladness, the meekness, the temperance that God wants us to have. The purpose of my message is pretty simple this morning. I want you to have all of God's blessings. I want you to enjoy all of God's blessings. That's what God wants us to have. God wants us to enjoy everything. It is sad that one will let the physical or material or temporal blessings blind them and help them or keep them from seeing the spiritual blessings of the Lord. Now, folks, this simple if you plant corn, all you're going to get is corn. You can't plant corn and get peace. You can't plant soybeans and get gladness and get meekness and temperance. There's some things that you better put first in your life and make sure those spiritual blessings are a part 
of your life. I want you to take your Bibles now and go back to the book of Matthew and go to chapter 6. Matthew chapter 6. By the way, there's some folks, they get the blessings of God. They get salvation. They think, well, God's just going to bless me and give me all kinds of stuff just because I got saved. But God won't give you anything but salvation. He'll give you the spiritual blessings. You may be happy that you're lazy. I don't know. But if you, if, you want the, if you want the blessings of work, you have to go to work tomorrow. That's where we spend most of our time working. But what I'm saying this morning, don't neglect this side. Don't neglect the spiritual blessings. They may not be needed today, but they'll be needed in the times of trials and certainly in the times of death. Now let's look at Matthew chapter 6. Matthew chapter 6. Look at verse number 29, 28, 28. And why take you thought for raiment? Consider the lilies of the field, how they grow. They toil not, neither do they spin. And yet I say unto you that even Solomon, wherefore if God so clothed the grass of the field, which today is and tomorrow is cast into the oven, how shall he not much more clothe you, O ye of little faith? Verse 31. Therefore take no thought, saying, What shall we eat, or what shall we drink, or wherewithal shall we be clothed? For after all these things do the Gentiles seek. Now the word Gentile here is referring to the unbeliever. He said that's all they look for. What they wear, where they go, and, and the food they eat. Notice what he says here. For your heavenly Father knoweth that ye have need of all these things. But seek ye first. Circle that word. Didn't say second. Didn't say third. Didn't say if you have time. But it says seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And all these things shall be added unto you. Now folks listen. God's not saying if you'll just put me first that, that you won't ever have to work again. That's not what he's saying. The Bible teaches us from the beginning. In fact, the first story as he creates man, he puts man in the garden to care for the garden. The first thing he did was he gave him work and that wasn't the curse. That was man's purpose in life. And he gave him work and God said though, if you'll put me first, I'll bless that too. Amen. Are you with me this morning? God said, if you'll work hard, but if you'll put me first, I will give you spiritual blessings and I'll make sure I bless these blessings as well. I don't know about you, but that's a pretty good deal. When I was a boy, here's what I learned. I learned that I was a sinner, and it didn't take a lawyer to, to, it didn't take a lawyer to prove it. I mean, I was sitting with my mom in church, and she had beside her her Bible, her purse in the floor, and she had her switch laying there just to remind me that I was a sinner. <laughs> How many of you ever got a whipping with a switch? Anybody ever get a whip? Why, no wonder you all behave so well. I just say switch, and boy, all of you just, you know, and, and, and she'd take me outside, and we'd have a prayer meeting, or I prayed out there beside those oak trees, and she'd bring me back in. Now, here's what the preacher said. We're all sinners. We have a sin debt. But Jesus came to pay your sin debt for you. All you have to do is accept his payment for your sin, and you can have the gift of eternal life. Why would I not receive Christ as Savior? And then as I learned the word of God, he tells me to work. 
But not only does he tell me to work, he tells me to walk in the Spirit because if I walk in the Spirit, I receive the spiritual blessings of God. And he said, make sure you don't just put this on the list, write it down first. Put me first. Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things will be added. He said, I'll bless those things. That's where every morning, listen, every morning ought to begin with a conversation with you and God. You ought to begin your day walking with him. You ought to be faithful to church on Sunday. You know why we go to church on Sunday? It's the first day of the week. Jesus rose the first day of the week. We celebrate the resurrection of Christ. But not are we celebrating the resurrection of Christ. We're beginning our week by going to the Lord's house. And we're putting this first because we want his love, his joy, his peace. We want all of the things that the Holy Spirit gives. And then as we go to work, God blesses our work. And we can have all that God wants us to have and all of it blessed. That's why Job said, the Lord giveth and the Lord taketh away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. I lost it, but the one that gave it can give it back again. And he did tenfold. We ought to be faithful to church. We ought to be faithful to give of our tithes and offerings to the Lord. We ought to be faithful. By the way, our tithe is not just to see what's left over. Our tithe is first. There's a difference in the first tithe. You've robbed me. They said, well, how did we rob you? He said, you robbed me in tithes and offerings. Put God first in your life. That's a spiritual activity. Don't miss walking with God, and I'll bless all of your life. Then I'll say, last of all, in this list of things, uh, I'm sorry, two more, we ought to be a witness to others. That's a spiritual activity, walking in the Spirit. Always carry gospel tracts. You ought to carry gospel tracts that you can not only invite folks to church, but you can give them the gospel. Let them know you need Christ as Savior. You need to receive the gift of eternal life. Then last of all, I want to give it all I've got. I'm not just coming to Sunday uh, church to sleep. I'm coming to give it all to God. I'm not going to work on Monday. Uh, 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 Solomon said in Ecclesiastes 9.10, Whatsoever thy hand findeth to do, do it with thy might. And he said there's coming a day you won't have the ability to work and to serve. Serve him today while you can. Here's the whole message. God wants you to have all of it, not part of it. Don't let one replace the other. Take all that God has. Stand with you, if you will. When I first started flying on an airplane, and I believe this week I'll go past a million miles of flying. The last I saw was 990-some thousand miles. I remember when I first started flying and always flew in coach class. And, and um, you know, it, it's expensive to buy anything on an airplane or, or in an airport. And, uh, but, but I remember when I got moved up to first, uh, to first class because of flying so much, and, and they, they, they offered me uh, a Coke. They offer you alcohol. I've never drunk any alcohol in my life, and I don't drink it. That's not in the sermon. That's extra. <laughs> but I said, no, thank you. And the reason I said no is because, man, I'd seen what a bag of chips would cost you. You know what I found out? They're free in first class. So now when they offer peanuts, I'll take two packs. They're free. Now, would you like half of this? Would you like the whole can? I'll take the whole can. You know why? 
It's free. Now, when I got saved, God said, how much, how much of that do you want? How many of my blessings do you want? I don't know about you. I'm going to heaven first class. I'm going to take all he has. I want to work. I want to be obedient. I want to receive a Savior. They would trust you as Savior. And I thank the Lord for a people that work hard. Men and ladies, they, they, they're, they're diligent. They're faithful. They work hard. Because of it, they're successful in life. And Lord, I pray that you'd help us not to be tempted to the, let that replace the good spiritual things that we need and that are even more valuable than the other. And I pray that you'd help us to say today, I'm going to take all of it. I'm going to be a first-class Christian. I pray that you bless our invitation. I pray that the decisions that should be made would be made this morning. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. As he sings.